Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 44. Um, today we're going to dive in combat sports, headlines and discussions, uh, UFC 270 fam fight picks, um, buying or selling, NBA and NFL segment, then we're going to do NFL wildcard weekend results and talk about the past wildcard weekend games, and then headlines and discussions for each divisional round game today. And then we'll get into my game prediction and spread predictions for each game. And then we'll finish off my 2.0 2022 NFL mock draft. It is definitely ready. This will be my fourth mock draft. Two rounds. This one is definitely ready. Um, so we'll start with some combat sports headlines and discussions. I'm going to go with reacting to ESPN's bold predictions for 2022 and how likely I think they will happen on a scale of 1 to 10. Terrence, Bug Crawford, and Earl Spence will finally square off. I want to say this is going to happen. I'm gonna go six out of ten though, just because I don't know. I'm at, you know six out of ten is actually I think a little high, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have hope that it's gonna happen. So we're gonna go six out of ten. Jake Paul fights twice and wins both fights. Depends who he fights. You know, let's say it's let's say it's Chavez Jr. and Nate Diaz. Okay, I'll go I'll go nine out of ten. Extremely confident. You know? I definitely think he fights twice. That's a 10 out of 10. The winning part is depending on who he fights. But let's just say it's Chavez Jr. and Nate Diaz. I'll go 9 out of 10. None of the four... None of the boxing's four princes fight each other. That'd be Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo Lopez, and Devin Haney. 10 out of 10, I don't think they do. And I think the one the one that could happen is a Tank Davis-Garcia fight at the end of 2022, but I still don't even think that's going to happen. I think you'll see Tank and Ryan fight in 2023. There will not be an Usyk-Joshua 2. I mean, I don't know. The way Joshua's talking, I think there has to be. I'm going to say 3 out of 10 on believing that. I think it will happen. What's Joshua going to do if not? Take a step back and go fight Wilder, I guess? Uh, Devin Haney becomes the undisputed lightweight champion. So I heard he's facing. Let's look this up real quick to make sure. Is Devin Haney facing George Cambosis? Who obviously shook up the world. I thought it was happening. I've seen odds. So, I mean... Who is the real WBC? George Composer was to be franchise title with being Devin Haney is the regular version. Doesn't somebody else have another belt, though? 
I want to say somebody else has another belt. I'm going to lean yes, though. No. God, I don't know. I feel like Cambosis. Yeah, I'm going to say Devin Haney beat. I don't know, man. That's I'm so torn on that. You know, I'm going to go 5 out of 10. Down the middle. I'm split down the middle. MMA headlines. Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. Now headline, UFC 272 on March 5th. Yes. The fight I've been waiting for. Um, should we check opening odds? I'm guessing Colby. I heard Colby was in the, like the minus 300s. Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal odds uh, as of five days ago. So, I mean, these would have been around when they opened. I got to think that Jorge's Jorge's a pretty big favorite. Okay, so Covington's minus 350, Jorge plus 265. Okay, I had a feeling that was going to be the case. Big fight. I think Colby dominates. I think he's better. Aljo Yan 2 and Volk versus Chan Sun Jem will move to USC 273 on April 9th. Volk Chan Sun Jem will be the main event. Aljo Yan 2 will be the co main event. Chad Mendez will make his BKFC debut on February 19th at Knucklemania. He looks absolutely jacked. I'm actually excited. I want to watch him compete. Uh, one of the best featherweights in UFC history, in my opinion. Never was able to capture the full title, was just stopped by the top guys. I mean, what, his losses, I think, are just to Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor, Alexander Volkanovski, and Frankie Edgar. I mean, geez. Michael Chandler down for Tony Ferguson fight. But once legit camp, not short notice. Yeah, I don't know what Tony, I mean, because Tony's obviously been training for the past two, three months. So he's like, yeah, I'll take short notice fight when it's really not short notice. Misha Tate versus Lauren Murphy at flyweight will go down at UFC 273 on April 9th. So Misha moving down to 10 pounds, down to 125. We'll see how that goes. Kevin Holland books welterweight debut versus Alex Cowboy Oliveira at UFC 272 on March 5th. That should be an outstanding fight. Uh, PFL are the front runners to re-sign Kayla Harrison. Now, Kayla's putting this out there in her team. Is that a ploy to hopefully get more money from Bellator UFC? Who knows? But I think she's looking at it right now as the division of 145 is up in the air in the UFC. Amanda just lost, you know, so, I mean, they could end up doing, they could end up doing Amanda Pena, but they might not be till August. So maybe she's like, I'm going to get another PFL season and then make cash in on that million dollar paycheck. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Calvin Cater dominates Giga Chikadze via UD. I heard it was a beatdown. I missed the fight. It was in KC with a bunch of, a bunch of my friends and stuff, so I didn't really catch that fight. heard it was a beatdown. I heard 50-44. Yikes. Uh, so let's say what's next for Calvin and Giga. Calvin's now ranked five. I think number three a year, Rodriguez, makes the most sense. Um... I think either guy. Depending on how long Holloway's out for. Um, the winner of Calvin, especially because how good Yair looked against Max. 
The winner of Calvin Yair could easily get the next title fight. And it'd be fresh blood for the champ. Or the Korean Zombie. Or you can get rematched Yair, Korean Zombie. But uh, for Giga, not a huge setback. Yeah, it was a tough fight. Got his ass whooped. But it's a learning experience. Um, I'm going number nine, Dan Ige, who's coming off a loss to Josh Emmett. I think it's a fight that makes sense. Um, it'd be a great fight. I think Giga probably wins that fight, but... I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I think Giga versus Dan Ige makes a ton of sense. So let's get on to fan fight picks. You know, this card is dog shit, UFC. For a fucking pay-per-view, they're lucky the heavyweight fight is so big and the flyweight fight is so interesting because this fucking pay-per-view sucks. And, you know, I know I'm, I'm a UFC guy, but I'm going to tell it as it is. This is terrible. Cody Stammen, Syed Nurmagomedov, Michelle Pereira, and Andre Filo. Are in the main card on the on the on the second and third fights of the main card right before the co-main and main. These card this card is terrible, absolutely terrible. So the first fights Michelle Pereira and Andre Fila. Now I know these two fights are probably gonna be pretty damn good, but these should be on the undercard. These should be on the ESPN prelims, not in the main card. This is terrible, terrible fucking job by the UFC. I can't stress it enough. Terrible fucking job. And I know. I know why they did it. And people can say, you know, oh, why would they tank their pay-per-view? I know why they did it. Because they don't want Francis. They're hoping Francis doesn't draw hugely. If Francis draws 500 to 600,000, okay, that's good. They don't want Francis to start creeping at 800 to a million range, though. That's what they don't want. They do not want Francis Ngannou creeping into that 800,000 to a million range of buys. That's what they definitely don't want. But let's get on with it. Michelle Pereira versus Andre Filao. Filao. Um, we can go over some of the guys and we'll, we'll look up the... I've I, I got the odds here on Bovada. Um, I believe... I think, uh, yeah, he's won, uh, Michelle Pereira's won four, three or four in a row. This is Fila's first fight in the OC, correct? Five fight win streak, first fight in the OC. Uh, here's we go, UFC 270. Um, he is a plus 225 dog, Pereira, minus 290. I actually have a little parlay. Um... Figueredo and Ganu, Filao, Puppy Parlay in the UFC. I'm actually picking Figueredo to win, too. I'm not just bullshitting. I think he's going to win. So, yeah, there's that. So, I went with Filao via decision, actually, in this pick. And, again, I asked my brother, my dad, and my cousin separately. They all ended up choosing round two KOTKO for Pereira. Beautiful. Next is Cody Stammen versus Saad, Sa- or Syed Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov minus 200. Stammen plus 160. I'm the only one that went with Stammen. I went with Stammen via decision. 
My dad and brother went Nurmagomedov via decision, and my cousin Christian went with Nurmagomedov via submission round two. In the main event, I'm the only one on Figueredo, who's a plus 150? Is that what I read? Plus 149, plus 150 to minus 185 for Moreno. Uh... My brother went with Moreno decision, so did my cousin Christian. My dad went Moreno submission round four. I'm going Figueredo via round two, KO sauce TKO. And for the main event, Ghani, Ghani, we all actually picked in Ghani round one KO, which would be nice because uh, betting today-wise, I got Figueredo, Nganu, Filao in a parlay. Uh, good odds, <laughs> good odds on that parlay. They were all dogs, of course. And then I got Nganu to win by KOTKO disqualification. That is a bet as well. Um, I'm super excited for Nganu. Man, I love Nganu. He's one of my favorite fighters by far. Uh, uh, I want him to win this fight so he can, you know, the whole contract thing. The UFC is going to either look bad or they're going to pay him. And if they don't pay him, then he's going to be able to leave as the heavyweight champion of the world. And they're going to say, and he's going to be able to say, any time, if let's say Gon or Stipe fights for the title next, how do you sell that? And all, all Gon has got to be all over social media saying, "I just beat both these guys." That that's gonna be your new heavyweight champion. I just beat both of them. I'm just saying, man, it's just how it's gonna be, and I hope they pay him. But I don't think they will. Buying or selling, NBA edition. Oh yeah, and you know what? I think Figueredo. I think people are people are looking at Figueredo, saying, uh, you know, he's lost his mind, changing camps, you know, acting different. People lose their mind in the fight game. I think he's hungry. I think he's more motivated than ever. You can tell by the way his body looks. He looks a lot more into it. Like his the weight cutting's going a lot better. You know, I think he's going to be a lot better in this fight, and I think he gets it done. I think he's the better all-around fighter. I think Davison Figueredo is the better all-around fighter of Brandon Moreno. I think Brandon Moreno has the toughness, but I think Figueredo is a better overall fighter. And I know you're all going to say, well, Gon is the better overall fighter than Gon. Okay, well, uh, Moreno doesn't have, I mean, yeah, Moreno doesn't have the one-touch death death punch that Nganu has. That's where I'm going with Nganu. I could ride all the dogs in a parlay, huh? Let's see what the odds would be on that. Go to UFC 270. If you took all the dogs, so if you took Filao, Stammen, Figueredo, and Ganu, it's plus 4,400. Say so you just put a $10 bet. That'd be 10 to one four forty two. I'm not doing that because I'm not confident in the Stammen pick. I do think this is a massive step up from Nurmagomedov. That's why I'm picking Stammen, but I'm not super confident in that pick. So that's probably why I'm not not uh, throwing that one in there. All right, buying or selling, NBA edition, Western Conference for the first three, Eastern Conference for the last three. Lakers won't make the playoffs. I am selling that. What? Lakers will easily make the playoffs. The West sucks. The Mavs have a legit chance to make the finals. I'm selling. They're playing good right now. But I still think once the Lakers figure it out, the Nuggets get 
Murray, you know, Lakers, Nuggets, Suns, and Warriors, and even the Jazz probably are the class. Clippers will shut down PG and Kawhi and gear up for next year. Yeah, and they should. I'm buying that. You know, PG, I wouldn't even rush him back. I I would just I would just chalk this season up and gear up for next year because who knows, you don't want to rush Kawhi in and then he gets re-injured and then he misses another full season. So there's two seasons gone. He's getting up there. He's 33, so I'd rest him now so they're ready for next year so he can make a run at that title. Bucks will repeat as NBA champions. I'm buying. I do think the Bucks are going to be NBA champions again. I think they're one of the best defensive teams. They got shooting. They don't. They're not even playing with Brook Lopez right now. Giannis, one of the best second second best player in the NBA right now. So yeah, I'm gonna buy that Milwaukee will repeat as NBA champions. Nets won't even make the conference finals. I'm selling that. Well, I guess. Let's take a gander at these standings. The Nets are back on top. <laughs> right now, the Bucks are the four. I don't expect the Bucks to finish at four, though. Definitely no. Nets won. So, yeah, because I think they'll end. Mm, God, they could get the heat, though. Actually, no, because I think it's going to end up Nets 1, Bucks 2, Heat 3, Bulls 4. I think the Sixers will end up getting the 5. Cleveland will probably be the 6. Okay, yeah. I think, no, I'm selling that. I'm going to sell that. The Nets will make the conference final, so I'm going to sell that. Ben Simmons will move... Before the February tenth deadline, buying. I think he does get sold. I think they're getting, they're getting a lot more eager to sell him. So I think they will. Let's go NFL NFC edition first. The Cowboys will fire Mike McCarthy. I mean Jerry Jones. First came out and said he wasn't really thinking about it, but then he's come out and said everything's on the table. I'm gonna go on a gamble and buy. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy that the Cowboys will buy, will fire him. Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback for the Eagles next year. I buy it. I don't think they see. This isn't me. This isn't me saying that the quarterback class is bad. The Eagles don't think anyone in this class is better than Jalen Hurts. I think they're. I think they're wrong. But I'll buy that he's gonna be the starting quarterback. Um, Jimmy G will be the starting quarterback for the Niners next year. Selling, I don't think he will be. I think they're gonna, they're going to lose to the backers, and they're just going to say, "Okay, we need some, we need something more dynamic." Um, and they're going to let Trey Lance be the quarterback next year. Not even a question. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that. He will not be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers next year. Mac Jones is the sixth best sixth best quarterback from the twenty twenty one draft. T Law Fields, Lance, Wilson, Mills ahead of him. Sheesh. Again, I think all these guys are more talented than Mac. 
even Mills. I think Mac was in the best scenario. Like I've always said, if you put T Law or Fields with that Patriots team, I think they're a legit Super Bowl contender. I don't know if I'd go far to say he's the worst, so I'm gonna sell it. But he's he's around there. I wouldn't put him as higher than four. I would go T Law Fields Lance as my top three for sure. And then you could debate Wilson and Mills. And Mac. Tua will lead the Dolphins to the playoffs next year. I'll sell that. AFC's good, man. Sorry, chugging away on some water. Not feeling too hot. Not feeling too good this morning at all. Um, Tua will lead the Dolphins to the playoffs next year. I'm definitely selling. I mean, I don't understand. I like Tua. I think he's a great quarterback. Not a great quarterback, a good quarterback, but I don't think he's ever going to lead a team to much. Ravens will bounce back next year and win the AFC North. I'm actually buying this. I think they will bounce back. 100% they will. Wild card weekend results. Here we go. Let's talk. Let's get talking about my Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys season over 23-17 to the 49ers. Just abysmal all around. Uh... So let's check out some stats. Except, let's go box score. Dak Prescott. That doesn't tell me anything. Okay, so this website is just garbage. Dak Prescott was 23 of 43, 254 touchdown to pick. Uh, Zeke was 12 carries, 19 yards. Pollard was six, 4 carries, 14 yards. CeeDee Lamb had one catch on five targets for 21 yards. That's not going to cut it. Dalton Schultz, seven catch trade, nine yards. He had a tremendous game. Mari Cooper, six catches for 64 Cedric Wilson, five catches for 62. We just couldn't do shit. Um, we let IUK have some big plays. We let Debo have some big plays. Debo had 10 carries for 72 yards. And Eliza Mitchell had 27 carries for 96 yards, both of them having a touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys were bad. I don't know what the off. I haven't even thought about the offseason and what they should do yet. That'll, that'll come in another, another podcast or Probably me and Fee break down what some NFL teams should do in the offseason, you know. But uh, not even thinking about that right now. I thought about their draft situation and what they should do in the draft. It's really the only thing I've done since I do mock drafts. But Bucks dominate Eagles 31-15. Just like I said, people are like, oh, I think they'll keep it close. Come on, the Eagles suck. Rams roll the Cardinals 34-11. Stafford gets first playoff win. Congrats to Matthew Stafford. Uh, Cardinals are just too little. No pun intended there for Connor. Okay. Uh, Bengals beat the Raiders 26-19. Dog fight kind of at the end there. Raiders really just you know, held them to some field goals. 
They also kicked too many field goals, had a chance to tie it at the end of the game, couldn't do it. Uh, Bills stomped the Pats 47-17. That was ruthless. And then the Chiefs handled the Steelers 42-21 in Big Ben's farewell game. Headlines and discussion for each divisional divisional round. Will Derrick Henry be Derrick Henry? I think that's the biggest question. Chiefs versus Bills. Mahomes versus Allen. Whoever takes care of this ball wins the game. And how did the Chiefs contain Josh Allen's running ability? Can the Rams run the ball versus the Bucks? This could be huge. If they can run the ball and get some running going against the Bucks, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, I think they'll be able to open up the play action with Odell, Van Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. Uh, can Packers top stop <laughs> the 49ers run game, and can Jimmy G protect the ball? I think those are the two keys. So let's get into the game prediction. So far this year, I'm 179 81 and 1. I don't know what that percentage would be. I can't, can't get on my calculator because I'm recording on my phone. Saturday games, January 22nd, 4 30 Eastern game. Bengals at Titans. I got Titans 28 20. 8 15 Eastern game, 49ers at Packers. I got Packers 31 24. Sunday, January 23rd games, 3 o'clock Eastern. Rams buck Rams at Bucks. I actually got Rams 27-24. 6:30 Eastern game. Bills at Chiefs. I got Chiefs 31-27. Spreads. Titans minus three and a half. Packers minus five and a half. Rams plus three and a half. Chiefs minus one and a half. And we'll be right back for the mock draft. All right, here we go. Last segment. The mock. She so had to just, you know, little little recap and what's you know, Covington Mazadal, UFC 272, going to be awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, hold on. There was one thing about boxing that I wanted to do. Five boxing matchups I want to see badly in 2022. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavidez. And then Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. Those are the ones I want. Uh, Anthony Joshua also talked about what the Usyk loss did to him. Said he killed him mentally. Not a good sign. But yeah, also, just going over something, going over a recap. Nganu, live on, Nganu gone for the undisputed heavyweight title. Live on pay-per-view tonight. Uh, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Buy that shit. I know it's a shit card, but the the money will be worth it on the last two fights. We did buying or selling. Come on, Lakers ain't missing the playoffs. Cowboys disastrous end. Chiefs Bills is gonna be awesome. I can't wait for that game. I got Titans over Bengals, Packers over Niners, Rams over Bucks, Chiefs over Bills, Titans minus three and a half, Packers minus five and a half, Rams plus three and a half, Chiefs minus one and a half. And now let's get into my favorite, the mock draft. Here we go. The number one overall pick. I think people are going to be a little bit surprised by this. I don't have the Jaguars taking one of the edge rushers. I have them taking Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. You you have a good defense. Josh Allen's a good edge rusher. Go get your protection for your guy. 
you know, go get the protection. Go protect Trevor Lawrence. It's simple. Go protect him. At two, I uh, you, you know, Lions Texans are obviously gonna take edge rushers here. Both of them. I'm gonna have the line. I have the Lions taking. I'm gonna say they keep the Michigan boy home. They take Aiden Hutchinson. Think it's a good fit. Build build around him on your defense. So Houston gets the ultra talented, who may be the best player in this class, Kayvon Thibodeau. At four, I got the Jets taking again. A guy I've graded right there with Thibodeau, probably as being one of the top guys. If not, he he might be the highest. Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame, can play all over the field. You want to bring him in the box. You want to play him in zone. You want to put him a man-to-man, you know. Uh, yeah, Kyle Hamilton. Giants, they're picking five and seven. This one, they're going offensive tackle. If they're going to roll with Daniel Jones, get him some protection at least. Uh, Ikem Okawonu, offensive tackle from NC State. They need help on the O-line. First quarterback off the board right here at six. People can question it. Go ahead. Matt Corral. I think he's the best quarterback in this class. I think he also has the second, if not the most upside in this class, him and Malik Willis. Uh, I think he fits the way Carolina plays. A lot of RPOs, quick th- quick throws, screens. I think he just really fits their system. Seven, the New York Giants. I got them taking the other Michigan edge rusher, David Ajabo. So they go D-line, O-line, stuff that needs that needs help. So good picks there for the Giants, I think. Ajabo, really high upside. Uh, Atlanta, I got them taking DeMarvin Leal. Play, play some next to Grady Jarrett. Come on now. That's that's nice now. At nine, we got our second quarterback off the board. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh going to Denver. Love this fit. I think he just he feels Denver. You know, he can move. You know, he's ballsy. I think this is a great pick for Denver. At 10, call me crazy, I got the Jets taking another defensive back. Derek Stingley Jr., why not? Why not go get your corner and safety of the f- for the next 10, 12 years? I love this pick. Uh, Stingley dropped mainly because quarterbacks were taken. Corner wasn't a huge need for some of these teams. Jets get a steal at 10. At 11, I know people are probably saying, oh, this is quarterback for Redskins. I don't think so. I think they're going to go get some veteran for one more year. I think they're going to really look for next year's class. Charles Cross, the tackle, is who they select. Vikings, need corner. Ahmad Gardner, I think he's as good as Stingley. Um, I actually, I think this pick is great for the Vikings. I just think the Jets would take Stingley because of the, he's probably has higher upside. Uh, Browns, I got them taking a wide receiver. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, keeping the man in town. In state, I love that. Uh, Ravens going Tyler Linderbaum, the interior lineman, probably a center. I love this pick. This would be a great pick for the Ravens. Uh, Eagles go 15, 16, 19. What's crazy is I have it all defense. Um, I don't know if I have them taking an offensive guy in the second round or not. Let's see. I do. I do have them taking one offensive player at least. But with these picks, I go defense. Here at 15, 16, I go N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia. And then I go Andrew Booth Jr., the corner from Clemson. Darius Slay on one side, Booth on the other. And I think they definitely need they definitely need a linebacker. Back to back wide receivers here. Chargers, I think Mike Williams gets paid. Um so I think he's gone. So I think the Chargers take Jamison Williams here from Alabama. Um Saints, who knows about Michael Thomas? Even if Michael Thomas is there, I think you need another receiver. So I got Chris Olave going to the Saints at eighteen. 
At 19, I got the Eagles taking George Karloftis. A lot more people are higher on him than me. I'm not super high on him. I think he's definitely a first-round pick, but I think a lot of people are you know, putting him in the top 12, top 10. I'm not sure about that. At 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I got them taking Sam Howe. Again, one through three quarterbacks now for me are very close between Corral, uh, Pickett, and Howell. I think it's all very close. That are re- they're because I think the, all three of them are ready going now. I got Malik Willis at four. He has the most upside, but he's definitely not ready. But Pittsburgh, if they draft one, they're going to draft. They're going to draft the guy that's ready. Sam Howell's ready. At twenty one, the Patriots. I got them taking Drake London, the big wide receiver out of USC. I think this would be huge for Mac Jones to get a big target like that. Help him a lot. Twenty one or twenty two Raiders D line Jordan Davis, monster. Definitely got to roll with him. Um, what six six three forty? Fill up that interior line, interior D line for the Raiders. At twenty three, I got the Cardinals taking Kyrie Elam, the corner. Pair him with Byron Murphy. Got a great duo. For a long, long time. Um, so I like that. Call me crazy here. Cowboys at 24. I have them taking a linebacker. Because I think Neil and Van Der Esch walk. Um, so I have them taking Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah, actually. And I think you pair Lloyd and Parsons for the future. This, is, this would be an incredible duo for the future. 25, Beng- uh, Bengals. I got them taking Trevor Penning, the tackle out of Northern Iowa. At 26, the Dolphins, I got them taking the edge from USC, Drake Jackson. The Bills at 27, taking uh, Kenyon Green, the interior lineman from A&M. And here's where the fourth quarterback goes. The Detroit Lions at 28, taking Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. They take him because they're going to roll Goff for one more year. He can sit behind Goff, and who knows, maybe Goff stinks it up seven games through. Willis plays. 29 Chiefs, I got them taking Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State. He's a stud. They need a safety, I think. Um, so, I mean, this would be a great pick. Bucks at 30, Roger McGeary, corner from Auburn. D-backs have been just falling, dropping like flies for the Bucks this year. 31 Titans, Darius Kenner, the tackle from Kentucky. And I actually have the Packers drafting a receiver for Rodgers. Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas. At 33, first pick of the second round, Trayvon Walker, the D-lineman to Georgia, from Georgia to Jacksonville. Lions, got them taking George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia. I think he's a stud. So now you've gotten your edge rusher, a quarterback, and you get a receiver. They need a receiver. You know, they could honestly think about not taking the quarterback at 28, and they could have taken Traylon Brooks, but I like George Pickens. Jets, so far the Jets have taken... Safety and corner, I have them taking interior O-lineman, Zion Johnson from Boston College. Giants are back on the clock. So far, they've taken a tackle and an edge. I have them taking safety, Daxton Hill from Michigan. Texans took Kayvon Thibodeau. They take Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington here, their defense. And then here's the third defense selection for the Jets. They take Kingsley and Igbari, the edge from South Carolina. Bears first pick, again, Sucks that you're this low, but take a tackle to hopefully that he can you can build on to protect Justin Fields. Um, Bernhard Raymond, offensive tackle from Central Michigan. Uh, Broncos obviously got their quarterback. Fill some other needs. I think interior linebacker is a definite need. Christian Harris from Alabama. Seahawks, also their first pick. No matter if it's Russ or whoever, they need some O-linemen. Uh, Nicholas Petit-Friere, offensive tackle from Ohio State. 
So Washington drafted Charles Cross, the tackle. Here's where they take quarterback. Carson Strong to Washington at 42. Falcons, who'd they take? DeMarvin Leal. I think they go because who knows what's happening with Ridley. I think Ridley wants out, so take a receiver here. Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Browns, who did they Browns took Garrett Wilson, the receiver. Right here, they're taking Nick Benito, Edge from Oklahoma. Uh, Ravens got Linderbaum in the first round. They're taking Darian Kendrick, the corner from Georgia. Vikings got Sauce Gardner. Well, they're going to get his teammate, Majai Sanders, Edge from Cincinnati. Colts first pick, I got them taking Trey McBride, tied him from Colorado State. Chargers took Jamison Williams in round one. They take his teammate, uh, Fielder Mathis, the D-lineman. Saints took, who the Saints take? They took a receiver. Chris Olave, I got them taking Desmond Ritter right here at 49. Dolphins, they took a edge. I have them taking first running back off the board, Isaiah Spiller to the Dolphins at 50. Eagles, they went all defense, like I said. Here's where they get some offense. David Bell, the wide receiver from Purdue. Steelers drafted quarterback Sam Howell. Here's some protection for you. Daniel Falele. Offensive tackle from Minnesota. Raiders went defensive interior D-line with uh, Jordan Davis. Here that 53, they go corner from Cincinnati, Kobe Bryant. Uh, Pats went receiver, correct? Drake London. They go Devontae Wyatt, D-lineman from Georgia here. Uh, Arizona. They went corner. They're going defense here again. Jermaine Johnson, edge from Florida State. Like I said, I had the Cowboys taking Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. They're taking uh, Luis Seen, the safety from Georgia here at 56. 49ers, first pick for them as well. Um, I have them taking Martin Emerson, the corner from Mississippi State. Uh, Cincinnati took a tackle in round one. They're taking D-line here, Perry on Winfrey. Bills took Interior line, they're going to go running back here. Kenneth Walker, second running back off the board. Uh, Broncos, another need. Tackle, Jackson Kirkland from Washington. I have the Chiefs absolutely actually grabbing John Mechie at 61. Bucks back on the clocks. D-line help, edge rush. Uh, Arnold Ebiketti, the edge rusher from Penn State. Falcons at a good corner here in Kyler Jordan. And the Packers doing taking a tackle, though, in Shea Ryan. At pick 62. So there is the there's the podcast. There's the mock draft. We'll be back next week after fights and the NFL games. Thanks, guys. Peace.